Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Keeping Your Business on Track. We're here to educate you and inspire you to help you grow and elevate your real estate or mortgage business. I'm Joe Harris, your host, and this is my co-host, Nikki Jenny. And we are looking forward to talking about, what are we talking about today, Nikki? We're going to be talking about mortgage gimmicks. Ooh. Yeah. So we, and, and some myths out there as well. So, you know, as of lately, the, the mortgage industry, the real estate industry has kind of changed pace. Would you agree that the pace has changed since 2020, 2021? Yeah, absolutely. We were, you know, we had some record years for 2020 and 2021. And naturally, typically towards the end of the year, it starts to slow down anyway. But it's a lot different than it's been in the past couple of years. Right. So some things that we've been noticing, um, you know, over here and a lot of questions that we've been receiving is about different programs, different options, um, different, I would say probably good, some marketing tactics. So we're <laughs> going to cover some of those um, here for you today. So we'll call them mortgage gimmicks. Does mortgage that gimmicks. Yeah. I mean, there's really good marketing out there, but they're just marketing things that are known to the industry, but they, a couple of them are, a couple of gim are kind of gimmicky. So. A little gimmicky. So. In your experience, Joe, what are some, what type of gimmicks have you seen out there? Well, there's always gimmicks around rates for mortgages, you know, so there's around interest rates. There's always gimmicks about these things. So, you know, you'll see an, a mortgage rate that's very low, seemingly below market mm -hmm. interest rates out there. And so the client gets hooked by these, they, they see this rate advertised and they're like, wow, that's a super low rate. And they'll, they'll pick up the phone and call the lender, mm -hmm. right? Where would you say that? some of these are advertised. Oh, well, you'll see them on the internet for sure. Yeah. Um, you'll see them on, I don't know if they still do TV advertising. I don't watch a lot of mm -hmm. TV. Um, you know, we consume media. I do yeah. watch TV. We just, just consume it differently. Different type, not but, cable, right? Right, right. But so there's a lot of these you'll see on the internet, I think is where it's prevalent. And you'll see these super seemingly low interest rates. Now, they do come with what's called an APR. And the APR takes all the different costs incorporated into that rate and annualizes over the first year to come up with what's called an APR, an annual percentage rate. And that's a good indication, but even that can be played with by, by the lender to kind of, you know, make it look skinnier and make the rate look a little bit better. So one of the things that, that you have to notice when, when there's a rate, an interest rate, it's, it should be accompanied by the terms to get that rate. And so there's a lot of fine print typically in these advertisements that say, well, yeah, if you have 800 credit, you're putting 35% down on a $400,000 loan and you pay two points and all these, these parameters on there. So the perfect ideal situation, if you're the perfect borrower with that situation, you could get that rate on that day at that moment. That's so, okay. but what people don't realize is a lot of those low rates come with points and points aren't necessarily a bad thing, Nikki. Okay. Paying a point is one percentage of the of the loan amount and that's paid up front to reduce your interest rate. It can be. And to me, this is just a function of math, right? Does the math make sense? It might make sense for you if you're going to be in the home longer to, to pay these points, to get the rate down. But if you know, you're not gonna be in the home for very long, it might not be a good option for you. Yeah. But long story short, you know, be very weary of seemingly low interest rates. What kind of costs are associated with it? What does it take to get that rate? Um, and if you understand those things and fit in that box, it could make sense. So on these internet lenders, just because I know that we've been seeing this a lot, you know, some of our real estate partners will say, oh, I saw internetlender.com. They're quoting my client X percent. Is there ever a time or have we seen 
that there's been a time that they kind of bait and switch that later on if that scenario isn't perfect or well, you know bait and switch is a, it's a that's a na naughty word in our industry and it's because it's well known that you know in the past people would say we're going to get you this rate and then oh we looked at all the information and you're not eligible for that rate here's the rate we can offer you you know that happens quite a bit because um, we don't know all the information, but there's a lot of unprofessionals out there that will throw out the lowest rate to entice the borrower and then they'll collect documents and they'll get down the road and they'll say, I'm sorry, you don't actually qualify for that rate. Now that I've collected your income assets and credit documentation, this is what you qualify for. So it, if someone's throwing out a rate there mm -hmm. at the very front without gathering any information, that's a, that's a red flag. That's a sign that maybe they're you know, may, you know, you, you can get excited about that, but I'd ask them the qualifying questions. What does it, you know, you haven't pulled my credit. You know, if my credit's slightly lower than what, how will it affect my rate? Things yeah. like that. So that's great advice. So you're suggesting as a real estate agent to protect your clients, have you submitted your documentation? Have they reviewed your credit with you? So then that way they know that that interest rate is legitimate, that they've actually done a full analysis versus, oh, I just talked to this person or right. I just got it quoted online. Right. Would you say that's- Yeah, I'd be weary of the of the lender that gives you a super low rate without collecting any documents or without pulling credit. It's very hard to say what a rate is until you do these things. There's a lot of different factors that make up rates. Okay, so we talked about, so one mortgage gimmick, that's one of them. So right. low, seemingly low interest rates compared to the market. rest of the market. Sure. Is there any other type of mortgage gimmicks out there? There's a lot of them, but another one that I see a lot is the lenders that advertise will pay all your closing costs. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and so they will, they'll pay your closing mm -hmm. costs, but who really pays the closing costs? Uh, I so I, I don't know what your experience is, but banks, lenders, um, business in general doesn't, don't like to lose money. They can't persist very long if they lose money. So what are they really giving away? Um, what they're really giving away is they're giving money up front for money down the road. And what that means is typically that's paid for in the form of a higher interest rate. Now, again, just like paying points to reduce your rate, um, you're getting paid points to take a higher rate and you're, you're using that money to pay your closing costs at closing. Mm. So this is something, if you're gonna be in the house long-term, it might not make a lot of sense for you because you're paying a higher interest rate over the life of that loan. But if you're gonna be in the house short-term, again, it could make sense for you. But just make sure you understand what you're doing. You know, so make sure you understand how much more you're paying per month in order to get those closing costs paid for you up front. So there is no free lunch, so to speak. Yeah. People, businesses, lenders, banks especially, don't like to just give money away. There's always another cost. Make sure you know what that cost is before you get into that situation. Okay, awesome. Yep. And then as far as myths go, I know this is a question that we, we get on the regular, both from clients and, and real estate professionals as well. So the myth question is, do you need to have 20% to put down on a, on a house? Yeah, I think we've done, you know, as an industry, the mortgage and real estate industries have done a, tried really hard to educate the client that, look, um, you don't have to put 20% down. But for some reason, that's the biggest barrier to entry to a lot of people is they think they simply just need that 20% down. So I know we've done a decent job, but apparently not good enough job in our industries of letting people know, look, there's a lot of other options out there. You know, you can look at if you're a veteran and eligible for a VA loan, there's a 0% uh, down payment needed for eligible borrowers that qualify, mm -hmm. uh, veteran borrowers that qualify, zero down payment needed. You know, you on a conventional conforming loan, the things that Fannie Mae, you might've heard of Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, 
they they'll do down payments as low as three percent for first-time home buyers in many instances. I got to qualify, and they have to be eligible, and all these things. Um, FHA is three and a half percent down. Um, if you're in a rural area, there's a USDA loan that's a hundred percent financing as well. So again, you have to qualify for these things, um, but there's a lot of other options out there other than paying, you know, twenty percent down for your for your loan. Awesome. So just kind of wrapping up, what would be in your best professional advice, what would you tell our real estate partners and professionals um, to look out for with these mortgage gimmicks? What's step one that they should do? Well, well step one is to always have a, a trusted uh, mortgage partner, mm -hmm. number one. Um, and to be able to ask these questions too regularly, hey, I saw this out there, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And you know, a good trusted mortgage partner will say, well, yeah, if they can get that deal and it's as they promise, go for it. Yeah. You know. But typically, you're not going to see a lender significantly undercut price. There's always a catch to it. The catch might be different loan terms. It might be points and things like that. Yeah. So number one, going back, yes, absolutely. The number one thing a real estate agent can do is have a trusted partner they can ask these questions to. And while I'd love it to be one of our loan officers here at Morgan Financial, obviously, it's just someone they trust that's important, that's knowledgeable, that has experience in the industry. Yeah. And so that's number one. Make sure you're working with a trusted partner. Awesome. Yeah. Having that, I think having those partnerships really means a lot. I know we tell, you know, real estate professionals all the time, listen, if we, even if we aren't on um, a transaction or working with a client to still use us as that resource. Yeah, at the end of the day, we want the best for the client. And sometimes that that's a path that leads to us. And sometimes it's a path that leads to us somewhere else. I'm, you know, you, we got to realize that, you know, we can't do we can't win every deal every time. We can't be everything to everybody and do everything. So we know that there's going to be some clients that need to go somewhere else. And, and a good trusted partner is going to be the first one to tell you, hey, look, that's, that's a great borrower. Doesn't fit in our wheelhouse, but I know these, this lender over here specializes in that type of loan. So, awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thanks, Joe. Good. Is there anything else that we wanted to cover to kind of wrap up this topic? Or I would have make sure that client knows that until they collect your documents and review everything, mm -hmm. that might not be a real interest rate or that might not be a real deal, but make sure the client is educated enough and, and let that, you know, chips fall where they may. If the client goes with that internet lender, you know, you did the best you could to educate them. You helped, you had your trusted partner educate them and if they still want to go somewhere else. That's, that's completely up to them. Um, and, and if they want to stay with the trusted partner, that's another way that they can operate as well. Awesome. Yeah. So talking with the, the trusted real estate partner, and doing their due diligence and making sure that and the mortgage and the mortgage it, yeah. yeah so with that being said that kind of wraps up our episode for today talking about mortgage gimmicks myths obviously we know that the real estate market is is changing pace um, which is typically whenever we see a lot of these things uh the, the creative marketing start to arise a little bit more um so with that being said um we're gonna go ahead and wrap up for today's show and we'll catch you on the next week's episode of keeping your business on track and as always, if you found any value in this information we're giving you, please hit the like button wherever you're looking at this or share it to someone who you think might find some value in it. Thank you so much for watching. We look forward to seeing you next time.